Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 14th, 2020. About a week ago, I started a series entitled Passion Week, where we were leading up to from Palm Sunday up to Resurrection Sunday, which was this past Sunday. And so tomorrow I'm going to move on from the series. But in this final message dealing with Passion Week, I want to deal with the resurrection one last time. The title of today's message is Jesus's story is my story. Jesus's story is my story. Jesus was not just an example for us. He was an example of us. When we look at Jesus in the Bible, we're supposed to see ourselves. 1 John 4 17 says that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So Jesus's story is my story. The death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus is something we should look to and then embrace what Jesus did in our daily lives. Let's get into it. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. On this Tuesday morning, three things to share with you. Number one, here we go. Jesus really died. His death was not a hoax. Let's just deal with that up front. Jesus really died. I mean, for real. Because there's some people that believe that, well, maybe he didn't die. If he was seen after Good Friday, then maybe he didn't really die. No, he died. And let's deal with that in our first point. So in John 19 and 34, the Bible says, one of the soldiers stabbed him in the side with a spear, blood and water gushed out. Now we've already dealt with in this series, the fact that over 500 people saw Jesus with their physical eyes after the resurrection, right? After Good Friday, after he suffered, bled, and died, over 500 people got to see Jesus in his resurrected state. But let's let's deal with the fact of what the text just said and, and, and what we know about Jesus and what the Bible tells us about whether or not he really died. So on the day of his crucifixion, Jesus had already been beaten severely, right? So he was flogged 39 times with a cat of nine tails. He was then physically beaten. He was then nailed to a cross and hundreds of people saw him on the cross. So it's not like he didn't go to the cross. Hundreds of people saw him on the cross hanging there. He hung on the cross publicly from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So for six hours, he was on the cross. People watched as he shifted his weight from his his legs, his lower body, until his arms. People watched as, as his central nervous system was shooting pain throughout his body as he was shifting the weight. People watched as he was going through the whole process. People were there from noon to three when the sun refused to shine. You know what I'm saying? Because the sun of God was shining. People were there and people heard him when he said, it is finished. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And people saw him give up the ghost. Now, the final evidence of Jesus's death came after that. So what happened was at 3 p.m., Jesus is dead with two other people on the cross. So there's three people dead on the cross. And this was the evening before a special Sabbath. So at 6 p.m., the Sabbath starts. For Jews, the day starts night and day, not day and night. So at 6 p.m., it was going to be Sabbath. So they could not touch any dead thing during the Sabbath. So if they didn't get the bodies down and into the grave by 6 p.m., 
then what was going to happen? Well, then they would have to just leave the, the, the dead bodies there for 24 hours, which would be disrespectful. So they was like, no, 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 we got to get these bodies down. So the Roman soldiers came and to make sure that the other two were dead, what they said, they had this practice of breaking the legs. So they came and they broke the legs of the man to Jesus's left. Then they broke the legs of the man to Jesus's right. But when they came to Jesus, see, it had already been prophesied that not one of his bones would be broken. But so when it came to Jesus, instead of breaking his legs, one of the Roman soldiers decided to take a, a, a spear and thrust it into his side. And when he did, the text says that blood and water came gushing out. So when you think about it from that perspective, this is, I'm not a doctor, right? But, but doctors have proven that, that this is evidence of, of, of a body that is now at this point physically dead. So this person, Jesus, was dead and the spear was thrusted in, into his side and it was thrusted into his side so hard that later in John 20 and 27, when Jesus says to Thomas, hey, put your hand into my side, it was deep enough, it was wide enough that Thomas was able to put his whole hand inside of there. Right, So at the end of the day, bottom line is Jesus was really dead. Now, the fact that they didn't break not one of his bones, because Exodus 12 and 46, Psalms 34 and 20, it was prophesied that not one of his bones would be broken. That's just another reminder that God was still God throughout the whole ordeal. So the first point I'm making is that Jesus really died. Let's get that over with. Jesus really died. He died for you. He died in your place. So you should never cease to give God praise for what Jesus did for you. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, resurrection power is now made available to you, but it comes at a cost. Resurrection power is made available to you today, right now, every day, but it comes at a cost. In order to experience the power that Jesus experienced, you and I, we must be willing to endure like Jesus endured. And people don't like to talk about endurance anymore. People want everything now. They want a microwave mentality. They want everything. It's like, Lord, I want patience, but I want it now, right? No, you must build up grit and determination and endurance and perseverance to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 10, the Bible says, so, and this is the easy to read version, so we as born again believers constantly experience. What do we experience, Paul? He said, we experience the death of of Jesus in our own bodies, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be seen in our own bodies. The New International Version of that same verse reads, we carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus can be revealed in our own body. And then the Passion Bible reads, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. Why? So that the resurrection life of Jesus can be revealed through our own humanity. People are looking to see the power of God and they want to see the power of God in you. So as I was thinking about this, it reminds me of what Paul said in Philippians chapter three, verses 10 and 11. I'm gonna read it to you from the easy to read version. The Bible says, this is what Paul said when he thought about everything that he had been through and all the accolades that he had before he came to Christ and everything that he had already suffered. He says, all I want to know is Jesus, the Christ and the power that raised him from the dead. I want to share in his sufferings and be like him, even in his death. This is the hope that I have that me, myself, somehow I will be raised 
from the dead. He's saying, listen, I want to know God. I want to know God in the power of the resurrection. But in order to do so, I must be willing to participate in the fellowship of the sufferings. See, resurrection power and earthly sufferings come as a package deal. I know we don't like to talk about it today. I know we think we're suffering right now because we're locked up at home. But resurrection power and earthly persecution come as a package deal. The apostle Paul and the people of his day, they really got persecuted. They went through some real stuff. I mean, they they were killed. They were burned alive. They were burnt at the stake. They were tied up in coliseums and lions and tigers were released and they were eaten alive in front of people and people were, were clapping to see Christians killed all because they refused to stop naming the name of Jesus. So let me tell you that the apostle Paul believed in the resurrection. He said, listen, without the resurrection, everything that we do is in vain. And and one of his major goals was to know God in the power of the resurrection. But in order to do so, he knew that he had to participate in the fellowship of the sufferings. Look at me. Let me be clear about this. Resurrection power and the fellowship of the sufferings are inextricably linked, right? Believers today want power, but they don't want suffering. And you can't have one without the other. (laughs) If you want to walk in the power that Jesus walked in, you have to be willing to experience what he experienced on this planet. And you can never give up along the way. Last point I make on this is that, listen, people want power. People want prosperity. They want to succeed. But both power and prosperity come with persecution. If you want to operate in the supernatural, if you want to operate in supernatural power, if you want the power of God to be manifested in your life, if you want to see the blind, if you want to see, uh, uh, for the blind to see and the lame to walk, and you want the power of God to be manifested, God has used me for healing. God can use you for healing. If you want to see the power of God manifested in your life, you have to be willing to deal with the fact that people are going to talk about you because people criticize what they do not understand. So if you want real supernatural power, you have to be willing to deal with the persecution that will come with it. Same thing with prosperity. If you want to succeed in this world and you want to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, and you want to operate on a level of influence that is far greater than anything you ever imagined, then God can give you influence. God can raise you up. But see, the higher you go, the more the spotlight is on you. And so prosperity comes with persecution. You must be willing to deal with what comes with it. You People are going to have your name in their mouth. And you must be okay with that. You cannot be moved by what they say. Listen, COVID-19 is going to come and go, but worldly persecution will never cease. So this season of of COVID-19 is going to be over, and I believe it's going to be over soon. But worldly persecution is never going to stop. As a born-again believer, as a blood-bought believer, you must be willing to accept the persecution that comes with your divine assignment, and you got to embrace the grace to overcome it, walk in it, and never allow anything anyone says to stop you. Because the only way you can lose is if you quit. As long as you don't quit, the grace of God is on you to overcome. Say amen to that. And then I'm going to close. My third point is actually a poem. I shared, I wrote a poem under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit over 20 years ago. It's called The Story, and I believe is apropos for today. So let me share this poem with you as my last point. It's called The Story. Listen, just open up your heart and listen. The Story. God deposited his best in Adam, in the garden, kingdom, dominion, power, blessing, and the more. But shortly thereafter, 
humanity was seeking a pardon. Adam sinned and the recovery from this sin was going to be a chore. God reestablished his blessing with a man named Abraham to bless the whole world with his charter, his mandate, his command. I'm not really sure if Abraham could truly understand the awesomeness of the task the Lord had placed in his hands. But sin and death still ruled because of Adam's transgression. So an answer to this dynamic duo of destruction was needed in the land. Two types of lambs were chosen as an annual concession. The blood of innocent animals were to be shed by the hands of guilty man. The Passover lamb served as a covering for death, the atonement lamb as a covering for sin. But the blood of these animals were a temporary solution. God sent Jesus to fight the ultimate battle and win. Jesus was the Passover lamb. Death had been crucified once and for all. Jesus was also the atonement lamb on Calvary's cross. Sin took the ultimate fall. So behold, the lamb of God who took away the sin of the world, the ultimate sacrifice was paid on Golgotha's hill. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head. For me, he died. And for three hours, the sun was stilled. But the true victory came later. After three nights and three days, when Jesus rose from the dead with all power in his hand, the resurrection is the gospel told in so many ways. And we must keep preaching him throughout the land. Jesus died to pay the penalty for sin. Jesus rose so that we could do the same. Jesus's victory is transferred to us now. So we win back to dominion and blessing and power in life's game. So on this Resurrection Sunday, please remember what it's all about. It's about more than rabbits and eggs and colorful attire. It's about redemption from sin and death, which should make you want to shout, Jesus died, Jesus rose, so we can live higher. That's the story that we tell. That's the story that we sing. That's the story that we preach all over the globe. But it's more than just a story. It's a life-changing thing. It's the gospel preached for the whole world to know. Jesus is alive. That's the story. I trust that was a blessing to you. I want us to close this message out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. His death was no hoax. No one took his life. The Pharisees, the Sanhedrin council, Pilate, and all of Rome could have come together and none of them had the power to take Jesus's life. Jesus willingly gave up the ghost for me. Jesus died a true and total death, but you resurrected him, Father, to a complete and total life. I now flow in that vein this morning. I speak to every seemingly dead situation in my life and I declare that your resurrection power comes to me and it flows through me. I serve a God who can give life to dead situations. So I speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing, victory and never defeat. COVID-19 shall not be the end of my household. The power of God 
is being manifested in us in this season. Your power, Father, is in us, is with us, and it is for us. We shall never be defeated. We overcome because Jesus overcame. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, tomorrow I'm standing, starting a brand new series. So you want to be live, be on here for tomorrow to get the message. But I trust that this week and a half, teaching about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has been a blessing to you. You go out there now and you walk in the power of the resurrection. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.